Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk, the podcast. I am your host, Colleen, a.k.a. Gongoli MC on Instagram if you want to find out anything about the music. Colleen Eat Wings if you want to see where I've been eating. And I've been going out, y'all, so go check out what I've been eating. Or DOE underscore records if you want to submit music or keep up with um, the musical side of what I do. If you want to submit music to the label for consideration. Or if you want to book me for shows, you can go over to doughrecords.com, the website doughrecords.com records.com as well or ig doe underscore records or you can simply hang out with me here at the podcast that she can talk who also we recently created an instagram for the podcast she can talk podcast as well as on ig ah that was a mouthful guys oh my god i'm so happy to be back so happy to be back. So I apologize to you guys. I had some technical difficulties. I've been upgrading. I know last time I talked to you or last couple episodes, I told you guys that I was upgrading the studio, that I would be um, upgrading the decor so I can get more videos going. And in the process of that, I upgraded my Pro Tools, which is what I record on. Well, I originally recorded an audacity for the podcast only, but I do have a recording studio and I use Pro Tools. So I recently upgraded to the most recent version of pro tools very expensive i might add and um yeah so it's kind of like a relearning curve right and it kind of like wiped out anything that i had before installed on my computer and yeah start from scratch so long story short i'm back on track but i had a lot of deadlines to meet musically and i did not want to keep my people's waiting so Love you guys out there. And um, I wanted to, um, I had some other deadlines I had to meet too. And I'll be telling you about that soon. I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to it. Ah. But um, yeah, so in the meantime, we'll just discuss what we have missed. So Memorial Day was great. I hope you guys had a good Memorial Day. Um, it's also, it was Colossal's birthday weekend. So we went out to um, the Salt Shack on the Bay in Tampa. Um, really nice, really discreet. Like you're driving through neighborhoods to get to it. Then it lets you out, you know, spills you out into this area that looks very warehousey, very, um, nondescript. And then you drive all the way to the end. You can't drive anymore. And it leads you into this beautiful oasis on the water. I mean, so beautiful. And it's a restaurant. So it's like an open air restaurant. So it's like, it's legit. Like say if you were in Jamaica or Mexico on vacation, you're at the resort and you say, Hey, you know, I'm going to go to the restaurant down at the beach. There you go. So really nice vibe, had live music playing. Um, that's overall good food, you know, stuff that you can Caribbean style inspired American inspired Caribbean <laughs> style food, but it was really good. It was really good. We had fun. It was also Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, we had to throw down on the grill and you can go over to Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram and check it out. I've been trying some interesting things like, for example, um, Okay, so you guys know I live in Florida. I lived in Virginia Beach for years, okay? So certain things that I used to do on like a Saturday or like say maybe a winter cold morning driving to work, I would randomly stop at McDonald's and get like this steak, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Now, don't get me wrong. I know it's not healthy. I know it's total fast food, right? So a couple of years ago, I would randomly on my way to work here stop and say, hey, you know what? I'm hungry. I don't feel like it. I'm going to stop and get a steak and cheese bagel. And to me, it was the closest thing from a chain restaurant that reminded me of New York. Because, you know, in New York, you would get like a bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel, you know, um, stuff like that. Growing up from the deli or the bodega. So 
McDonald's gives me that little bit of um, nostalgia from time to time. So lo and behold, I have not had McDonald's apparently in years because I went to the McDonald's in my neighborhood. Well, not distinctly in my neighborhood, but in my area and went through the drive through confidently ordered a steak, egg and cheese bagel. And the guy said, excuse me. Like I was talking another language and I said, yeah, the steak, egg and cheese bagel. As I roamed quickly, eyeing over the menu, like, you know, cause I want to be like number nine. What you mean? You're like, hello, but I could not find it on the menu. And the dude said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but we stopped selling the steak, egg and cheese bagel many years ago. And I was like, what? I was like, I felt like I was in a twilight zone. Now I know quarantine 2020, I have not eaten out like that. You know, I might've door dashed a few wings, et cetera. But, um, you know, and anyway, I cut back on eating like, you know, McDonald's. If I want a burger, we'll make burgers. Cause sometimes I'll do impossible burgers or sometimes, and I'll make them myself. Or sometimes I'll just like, Hey, you know, I want to do a salmon burger and I'll do stuff myself at home. So I haven't really, um, you know, McDonald's is a high on my list, you know, for DoorDash or anything else, I should say. If I'm DoorDashing, something is going to be like restaurant style, something very unique, you know, not a burger. But long story short, at the end of the day, um, the guy told me many years ago, they stopped selling the steak, egg and cheese bagel. And I said, ha, huh, that's very interesting. And he said, well, we have plenty of other things on the menu, man. We, you know, you, you, do you need a little bit more time to look it over? And I was like, no, no, I think this is my sign from God. So I just went back home and I made breakfast because honey, I got, I told, I don't know if I told you about my Costco addiction, addiction, but, um, my Costco addiction led me to buying a deep freezer, which I felt that was something that I would never buy. And now I am slowly turning into my mother. That's fine. Cause I love my mom and my mom's a hell of a fly dope ass lady with a lot of swag, but I'm slowly turning into her because she's always like, like if you go into her garage, she's stockpiled with like laundry detergent, toilet tissue, paper towel, stuff like that pre pandemic. So, you know, and she just always says, Hey, you should buy in bulk because it saves you money, saves you time. And you won't have to continually be going to the store every week or every payday, which is true. And I think also, you know, during the quarantine, I said, hey, you know, I'm going to take some of that, her advice and start stockpiling myself. So just, you know, in the future, I won't have to deal with that. And then, you know, just be in the stores like that. Right. So my Costco addiction led me to having virtually everything in my freezer, my fridge, in my kitchen, in my cabinets, in my pantry. And I'll sit there literally and I'll watch like people on, you know, TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, my favorite for cooks, <laughs> and I'll find a different recipe and I'll be like, Hmm, what do I have? Okay. I got lamb chop loins in the freezer and, um, I don't know what the hell I'm going to make with these. So let me go on YouTube and I legit will go on YouTube and I found the recipe for cherry, chimichurri grilled lamb chop loins Pfft, banging. So I came home that day and I made a regular breakfast sandwich in my disappointment and my dismay. But I said to myself, I know there's a copycat recipe out there because, you know, you can find, like, I, for example, mastered, um, I can't even think of it now. Gosh, 
so many different recipes. But there's this place um, out here in Tampa, a Peruvian restaurant that has this amazing green sauce. I mastered recreating it. Um, I've seen recipes for Popeye's chickens, you know, copycats. I didn't do that. I've seen recipes for Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I didn't do that. But um, Rick Ross's Wingstop, lemon pepper wings. I saw the copycat recipe for it. I can make it like I could make it and put it in a to-go plate and bag it up. The only thing I have not mastered and I'm pretty sure the rest is a recipe out there for it is their blue cheese, but I can make those lemon pepper wings and box them up and you would fight me because you would not believe I made them. You would think they came from Wingstop. So yeah. So, um, in my quest for just, you know, finding things at home to be, to do things different also to kind of satisfy different types of cravings without spending money and also doing it in a healthy way. So that way, you know, what's going into it. I said, you know, I, I take the sign God, you don't want me eating at McDonald's. And obviously I haven't eaten there in years because when the hell did they stop the, the steak, egg and cheese bagel? Shit. But anyway, so, um, lo and behold, I found the recipe. There's a really sassy chef. I don't think, I can't think of her name. I'm always terrible with that guys. You know that by now you should know that. But, um, she had a recipe for, the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. I saw quite a few of them, honestly. But for some reason, something about hers seemed like, it, it looked like when she was done, like she ordered it from McDonald's, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to assess what recipes or what ingredients I have in my kitchen. And then whatever I don't have, I'll probably do like a quick shipped order <laughs> and have something delivered to the crib for future reference. So I did recreate the steak egg and cheese bagel um for breakfast one morning actually over memorial day weekend i was like ah, i want to do something i think this will be something creative and fun you know especially for colossal's birthday like you know we always do like big elaborate breakfasts and um you know a whole bunch of stuff that we really ate such a big breakfast that we don't even really want to eat dinner you know and we had our heart set i had my heart set on taking him out to the salt shack for his birthday and I had my heart set on eating a lot when I got there so I didn't plan on having a large breakfast that day so I said you know what I'm gonna try the steak egg and cheese bagel and see how it turns out and then if we like it whenever I have that craving in the future instead of having to get in my car and drive through a drive-through and have someone make it for me third party I can make it myself and save that money so lo and behold my recipe came out exactly tasting like the steak egg and cheese bagel minus the greasy grease that they'll have popping off and minus the hard bagel toast because sometimes you would get that bagel and you know the edges would be just hard as shit you know you'd be like damn ruined my bagel so it was a really nice rendition of the um steak egg and cheese bagel i also i if i didn't put a picture up on instagram on kalini wings i know i put it in my story but if i didn't put it up i will post it up by the time you see listen to this episode i will definitely have a poster for you because i was kind of proud of that one and everyone's like it's a fast food sandwich but if you make it at home with your ingredients it's not a fast food sandwich so keep that in mind so i thought that was pretty cool i did a um a copycat 
remake of the steak egg and cheese bagel because we don't have that no more in florida apparently well not in tampa anyway so if there's anyone out there in florida or in the surrounding areas that still get the steak egg and cheese bagel at mcdonald's hit me up and let me know i'm curious like is it stop nationwide or is it just a thing because i'm noticing the area that i'm living in like they built a uh, planet fitness recently we have like starbucks of course and you know they're building like a lot of healthier options a lot of farm to table restaurants a lot of mom and pop restaurants that are bringing you like gluten free um soy free um just healthy options a lot of farm to table a lot of like if it's meats it's you know like farm to table even with the meats out here and i like it i think it's pretty dope but when you want to indulge in some junk food is not the place to be at you know like i could legit go to I told you about my farmer's supermarket. Well, my farmer's market. It's not a supermarket. It's legit a market in front of the farm. <laughs> so you'll see like the ladies in the back squeezing the fresh orange juice and bagging it up and, you know, you know, you know, boxing it up or whatever you want to put in the containers and everything, sealing them up. You'll see them picking the vegetables in the actual, you know, gardens, I guess, growing in the back. So and you see them bringing them up cleaning off the dirt pouring them up you know into the display for you to buy so um and I like that because I kind of you know I, I like that good feeling of seeing where your food comes from you know and um I live in you know in areas and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I live in the most elaborate bougie area it's a very mixed bag out here where I live at is you can be like extremely I've seen some extremely poor areas and some really really nice ones just like any other city you possibly can think of but I will say this Stephen King the movie guy lives near me just to give you an idea but um to to give you the quality of life ideal I should say but um what I was saying that just threw me off track because I found that out recently because uh he went to get vaccinated I'm telling the man's business and you know he got vaccinated out here in his hometown where he lives well I'm not, I'm not gonna show if this is his hometown or if this is just where he was retired to but he lives out here and it was like a big thing like oh my god Stephen King just casually walked in for a vaccination he lives right out here so I thought that was pretty cool but I'm gonna say this before I moved to the area I lived in, I lived in an area where it was a mixed bag. It was, um, I would say poor to middle, poor to lower middle class. I would say when I first moved here. Now, when I first moved to Tampa, we didn't know the areas like, you know, nice, bad, good, whatever. It looked nice. Like we lived in a gated community in a condo, nice community, nice neighborhood. You know, some of the neighbors was wild, but I digress. You know, it was pretty good. Nothing happened. No, it was safe for us. Right. But, um, you know, when you leave out of your actual neighborhood and then you venture to like the grocery store or you venture to the auto store or even the nail salon and you experience the customer service in those areas it tends to be a little bit different versus where I live at now so um for example there was a meat market that used to be nearby where we used to live at and when we lived at like for example if you made a left really really nice high-end you made a right you're like oh my god how did I end up in the hood it was just that type of city or part of the city I should say and um, a lot of students, because we were right not too far from USF, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of kids and which also, you know, kids, college kids, you don't got no money. So you got to find a place that's affordable. Right. And the neighborhood tends to be affordable, tends to be a little mixed bag. But I'm going all I'm going 
all the way in to say this, that I noticed a difference in produce. I noticed a difference in groceries. I noticed a difference in gas prices from just the two different neighborhoods, right? Um, when I left there and, you know, we bought our house out here, we moved out here, we had to switch over our car insurance and all that good stuff. Car insurance literally dropped by like $150 a month. So I was like, is it because I'm, you know, over a certain age, you know, 35, what the hell? You know, it was like, no, it's the zip code. And I was like, wow. But then um, what I also learned or noticed is groceries. Like, for example, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys heard of a, rest, a supermarket called Save-A-Lot. And Tampa, I, you know, back when we first moved here, I would not go to save a lot, but I did go to save a lot. So I'm not going to act like I was bougie or too good to go there. I went there and you're going to always not say always go to your neighborhood grocery store, but you tend to go where it's convenient for you. Right. So save a lot tended to be convenient. Walmart was right there. And, um, they had, a uh, I was going to say farm fresh, but when Dixie as well over there. So we had a few options or whatever, but, um, the meats in the meat store and the meats in the save a lot were just not impressive. I don't want to bash a chain or anything like that, or, you know, bashing, you know, areas or neighborhoods. But I do notice that because out here where I live at, there's, you know, we have Publix, we have, um, like I said, the farmer's markets, like real markets from farmers and you have, um, Walmart, you have, um, um, Winn-Dixie, and you have save a lot. So we really have a lot of grocery store options. Plus we have this store. This It's a grocery store, but it reminds me of, if anyone's from New York can remember this, but it reminds me of Pioneer. If you remember Pioneer Supermarket, they used to have one right there on Grand Concourse and like 180th Street. But um, Pioneer to me was like the alternate to Pathmark, like Pathmark would be like the big chain supermarket where everyone goes to. It's like the mall of supermarkets, right? Pathmark is what I would say is equivalent to like maybe a Walmart these days. But Pioneer was like a supermarket. It was a chain, but you can get things there that were more cultured. Like you can get Spanish, particular Spanish seasonings. Sometimes, you know, depending on the neighborhood, you can get particular Indian seasonings, definitely particular Caribbean seasonings and stuff like that. And food that catered to different cultures in these supermarkets. So there's a Dominican grocery store out here as well that every time I look at it, even down to the little stuff on the floor, the little like, Hey, or whatever, it reminds me of pioneer back in the day, like a very ethnic cultured supermarket. So we have a a quite a variety is what I'm trying to say here. And, um, what I noticed is even in the save a lot, when I moved, when I first moved out here, well, still to this day, I can't even lie. Some of the best priced oxtails and I'm talking about quality meats. Like I've never seen oxtails this big come from like save a lot out here. It's amazing. Whereas I, first of all, could never find oxtail in save a lot anywhere. And then if you do have to go to like the butcher and it's like $30, $40 for a bag, for like a five pound bag of oxtails and it's full of bone with no meat on it. Right. So that's what I'm used to getting in Virginia, used to getting in Tampa, used to getting in Brooklyn is like, you know, you know, everyone who think of oxtail, you know what I'm talking about. And it'll be thinly sliced. Like, you know what I'm talking about. If you see the oxtails that I buy when I buy oxtails and then you'd be like, like legit one day I made four oxtails 
<laughs> and you know, stood up in the pot, everything, big pot, boom, boom, boom. So Klaus was like, where's all the oxtail at? And I was like, don't worry about it. It's, it's going to be enough. When I scooped out that one big brontosaurus oxtail and put it on his plate, he was like, yo, you did not lie. This this is not only good. This is like the best oxtail ever. It's all meat, not like fat, not a whole bunch of fat. It was meat, big ass oxtail. And you legit can eat like one with like a plate of rice, your salad, everything else, your gravy, and not one bite from beginning to end will you miss a piece of meat because it's all meat. It's all meaty. So that's what I'm saying. Like you get more for your money and you spend less money is what I noticed. So I think, um, and what even has me rambling on, cause I always, I always do this when I have no guests, I give you guys a 20 to 30 minute recap of what I'm doing. And especially cause I haven't spoken to you guys in a few weeks. I'm going to give you guys a 20 to 30 minute recap, but, um, Bernie Sanders, when he was first running for president, and I want to say it was the first time around when he was running, um, he tried to get in there um, when Hillary was running, or even prior to Hillary. One of the two of the things that he emphasized was the economy, you know, like making the economy an even keel for everyone that lives here and making sure that the quality of life is even for everyone. And he has said a speech one time to the effect of like, in my neighborhood, gas prices are good. I get the best cuts of meat from the grocery store at a fair price. My cost of living, my house, I'm getting my top dollar for my house value and you know, stuff like that, you know? And he was like, but not so much on the other side of town. Not so much where we see a lot of minorities live. The meats, the food quality is a little bit less. You know, the gas is higher. The cost of living is higher. What, how is this, you know, this, this is uh, it's not an equilibrium. It's not meeting in the middle. It's not a happy medium, right? So um, that always stuck out to me because I knew I could totally relate. I've been on both sides of that fence as far as what um, Bernie was saying. But that stuck out to me because when you live in, and you become accustomed to a thing, and you become almost kind of spoiled, I had to stop and say, you know what, I'm very grateful for, you know, the changes that I made and the conscious effort I made to give myself a better quality of life, you know, because it's crazy out there. Just, just absolutely crazy. But that's enough of my rambling. Okay, so I'm not going to keep you guys long after I did that 20-minute rant, but I might keep you for another 20 minutes here. But before I do... I wanted to say, um, hope you guys are all doing well out there for real, seriously and truly. I know it's like a lot of people are getting vaccinated. A lot of people are taking their mask off and they are getting back to normalcy or normalcy. I always don't really know how to say that word. I think it's normalcy. But anyway, they're getting back to being normal, right? So yay for us. Like I said, Colossal and I went out to Salt Shack on the Bay. Shout out to Salt Shack on the Bay, who also uh, sent me a personal message on my review I did for them on Google. Hey, but um, yeah, so we're venturing back out slowly but surely. Now, are we fully 100% unmasked when we go out? No. So when I go into the stores, I'm still wearing my mask. And I kind of feel awkward now or ostracized because I'm seeing less people with masks on, but I'm like, ah, I'm good, you know, because I've heard people getting COVID after getting vaccinated. I've heard of people, um, just a whole bunch of stories. You just don't know what to believe. Right. So I'm going to still take precaution and air the side of caution by wearing my mask. Now we did not wear masks at the salt bay, um, at actually salt bay at the salt shack because it was an outdoor event. 
it was outdoor. We was on the water. It was a nice breeze and um, the sun was shining and everyone was pretty much distant. They didn't have like tables close together and they kind of like sat people like every other table and then you had like so much room to walk around. You couldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of really be in anyone's space, you know, unless you wanted to be or unless you guys were together type of thing. So that was cool. So for me, I was excited for being out, but I can't, oh my God, how can I forget prior to that? We did venture out to the beach for the first time this year. And for the first time since 2019, have we done any outdoor water activities? So, oh my gosh, it felt good. It was so peaceful. I took Marley to the beach, Colossal, we packed up, I made a day of it, made some nice, you know, beach snacks, froze some drinks, bought some liquor, you know, made a day of it, put some music, set up camp, and had a really awesome day at the beach. I would tell anyone, if you're going through anything, if you feel like, you know, I need to get away and you can't, just designate a day and take yourself to the beach, trust me. You will not go wrong. Even if you're not like a swimmer like that, like if you don't want to get into the water, that's fine. Because to me, I'm like this. I would prefer the lagoon, the man-made lagoon versus the beach personally because although it's beach-like and sand and everything, it still has an end. You know, it was almost like that Truman show. Like you can't swim off into oblivion. You're going to swim and hit the end. So, and then, you know, even though you might have like a, a duck or two might land in the lagoon, you're not worried about real live animals coming up and sweeping up out the, you know, the lagoon water and attacking you like the beach. So not to totally contradict and scare you guys. I'm just saying like, to me, I feel like a beach is still a good experience. Even if you can't swim, just go soak up the sun. Like I would say at least dip in the water so you can get that nice salt water on you and then soak, you know, soak in the sun wear protection especially if you're in florida sun protect sunscreen is a must okay i can't emphasize it enough i had to learn the hard way when i first moved here but i digress i learned and so um yeah sunscreen we had a great day we had a great time so now as i said like i'm trying to go to the beach at least once a month you know what i'm saying for the rest of the year because hey i live where people vacation so and we went out to Cause that's the thing, like, right. I've been here for years, but before here, I lived in Virginia beach and Virginia beach was legit the home beach for me. But even though a lot of people who know or heard of Virginia beach, Virginia beach is the tourist beach. If you're a local or native to the area, the ocean view beach is the beach that you really would want to go to. Cause it's more private. It's more, it's not the big hotels and all the big buildings. It's just like beach, you know, and a bridge leading from the road to the beach. And just like, you know, you see some of the natives who, you know, live around the town. And I, I love beach people for some reason. You can always tell a beach town and you can always tell beach people. And I love them. I don't know what it is, but they just always look tanned. They just always look like, hey, they were, you know, like it's a permanent vacation. Flip flops and, you know, just, uh, you know, a Hawaiian shirt and some shorts on. And, you know, just looking like they're just going to go fishing or something, you know. But, um, yeah, so Dunedin is a beach town, like Virginia Beach, you know, and like Ocean View in Norfolk. And, um, but to me, I feel like Dunedin, oh, my God, it's like a resort within itself as well. It was so amazing. So beautiful. Lovely. I would say if you guys um do go to the beach, make a day of it. Go early. Set up shop. Set up camp. Get you a nice spot away from the people but close to the water. 
you can't go wrong. You know what I'm saying? You cannot go wrong at all. So yeah, that's been my recaps. I've been um, working on music. Um, I've been, I told you about my dental stuff and my um, technical difficulties that I've had recently with recording these shows. So I do have a couple of interviews that I had to delay because of that, but they will be up. They will be up on YouTube and we will get some more interviews going back again. It's June, guys. It's June and I'm back. So with that being said, tonight, I just really wanted to touch topic for you really quickly. It's a light one, but it's entertaining for me. I'm going to talk about myself and anyone who's like me, an Aquarian woman, the Aquarius woman. You ever know how, notice like when, um, so like I know me anyway, in high school, college years you know I was very hell-bent on knowing everyone's zodiac sign because I felt like I was a personal psychic like I could tell you who you are by your sign oh you're a Sagittarius you're all about money you're emotionless you know like I would go off and people were like bitch you don't know me and that does not describe me some people be like oh my god that's me to a T you know so um never shall I say that one zodiac, like, and everyone born underneath that zodiac sign are the same. But I will say that I have noticed some similarities along the way. But what I find interesting and what I wanted to talk about is myself as being an Aquarius woman. A lot of people, I don't know, I don't really like shout my birthday from the heavens. And I think also because my birthday is in the very first month of the year, January. So by the time my birthday hits, it's like winter time. It's like, you know, people, you just got over Christmas or whatever. You're just trying to financially get back from Christmas. You know, no one's thinking about Colleen's birthday. Like, okay, next, unless you're a January Aquarian like myself. So by the time August, September hits, I always get people ask me, when's your birthday? Like, you know, people I work with, when's your birthday? I feel like, you know, we, we should be preparing for your birthday. And I'm like, ah, my birthday's in January. So it passed already. It'll be here in the next couple of months. It's like, oh my God, your birthday's in January. Wow. So you're right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I think because it's right at the beginning of the year, it's like, boom, hits you right after Christmas. And then you'll forget it again until Christmas hits again. Like, oh my God, cleans birthdays again. You know, that type of thing. But um, have you ever... Is it just me? Let me ask you guys that. Is it just me? Or, well, let me just tell you. I've noticed in my years of um, maturing that, you know, certain zodiac signs in myself, I would be like, I don't, I don't get along with them, you know? And then one of my girlfriends was recently, we were talking about zodiac signs and astrological charts and stuff like that. And she was saying, hey, you know, certain signs are, on the opposite opposite spectrum of each other. So those signs will tend to give each other the most difficulty because um, it's like you, you have something they want and, or they have something you want or they feel like you have something that they're lacking and vice versa. So you'll always see like a rivalry between your opposite or your zodiac that's at the opposite end of you. Don't get me to go into detail because I am not an astrologer like that. I'm just giving you my breakdown. So, um, she brought it to my attention that as an Aquarian woman, my direct, um, solar opposite is the Leo woman. And she was like, do you find yourself not getting along with a lot of Leo women? And I was like, Haha, I bust out laughing. Cause I was like legit all the chicks that, you know, I could say well, majority of the chicks, cause I don't have a lot of enemies. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm running around and I hate a lot of women cause I don't. But, um, the ones that tend to 
really irritate me are Leo women, right? And she was like, yeah, that's because you guys are on the opposite ends of the Zodiac. And then she was telling me about hers. I think hers was like a Pisces or something. I don't remember. Don't get me the line. But she was telling me about mine in particular. And she was like, yeah, that's why, like, if you have any friends that are Leos, it'll end up being a competition. They'll always look at you in, in their mind as having something up on them. And they won't like you for it. Like, they won't fully 100% be your friend as a result of it. Don't know how true it is. Any zodiac or astrology specialist out there that can kind of give me some insight to this feel free to hit me up and let me know but um that's not really what I wanted to say what I noticed when she said that I said well is it just Leo women that I don't get along with you know and I had to think about that and then I noticed that even though eventually in the end Aquarian women fellow Aquarian women like myself will ultimately get get along like some of my really good friends that we've been friends for years and I don't even have to talk to them on a daily basis but I can just call up to my like, bitch I'm coming through and she'll be like you know what it is let's get it you know what I'm saying like they tend to be Aquarians and I know this is like a pack where it's like I'm born the 28th one's born the 29th one's born the 31st one's born the 2nd of February the 3rd of February the 5th it just continues going on like in a chronological order and um I even see different personalities within us but one thing I will notice I, I could say about majority of my Aquarian women friends is I didn't like them when I first met them <laughs> isn't that funny I think it cracks me up because I think I solved my own problem when it comes to myself and my personality, right? So just to give an example, of course, I won't say any names or whatever, but a few years ago, I was working at a job and I had a coworker who was very like, everyone loved her, you know what I'm saying? And vice versa, everyone loved me. But when it was time for us to interact with each other and I would make an effort to be like, hey, or I would think I'm saying a joke, you know, like, oh girl, you know, blah, 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 you know, and then she'll be like, no, that was inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? I'd just be real hard ass, right? So I was like, this bitch. Uh, you know, so after a while, I just would like see her and not see her, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, my mom always said, hey, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And I legit would not even speak to you. Like, I don't care if we work in the same office. You know what it is. I'm not talking to you. You know, I've been, I've gotten nicer <laughs> as I'm getting older. But I'm legit, like, still zero tolerance. Like, I'm not going to... um you know, keep on saying hi to you and you looking at me like I got a fucking bug in my forehead or something, you know? So it, you know, for like the whole time, like after a while, you know, just like, I'm not gonna say I grew to dislike her, but I just grew like a tough skin. Like I don't see this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Cause she always got something funny to say when I'm trying to be nice and be professional. So I'm not gonna say nothing at all because I want her to know that I'm not saying nothing at all. So when she do say something funny to me, I can cuss her out. That's how I kind of do like hey like if you see me not talking to you and you see me not reaching out to you and you're coming over here provoking me now I can unleash it on you because that's what that's what you want but um and that's how I used to be I'm not like that anymore so um that kind of happened with us where she was kind of like I guess known for being a nice person but mean you know what I'm saying and known for being aggressive towards people 
when she was trying to get her work done or get the job done. So like say if she had an assignment for you and you didn't get it back to her in a timely manner, she's coming over there and talking to you like you were her fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. And so one day I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I had to look around. I was like, I'm looking around to see the child you're talking to because I know you're not. And I blanked out. I went Bronx, went back to the Bronx on her, right? And then she was like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. Her whole tone changed and everything. So I was like, all right. But you know how someone says something and just, it triggers you. So for the rest of the day, you look at this bitch side eye like, you say, you breathe loud. I'm coming over there to cuss you the fuck out, right? <laughs> Type of day. And then a couple of months later, it was our birthdays. And it was like, oh, we want to give a happy birthday to all the January birthdays. And we are legit a day apart. <laughs> so... After they announced our birthdays, right, she, like, pulls me to the side, like, we're all leaving out of the meeting. And she's like, Colleen, I knew it. I said, what? What did you know? She was like, that you was Aquarius like me. I, I knew it. I said, why? I said, I cussed you out like you be cussing people out. And she was like, yup. And started laughing. And legit, we've been cool ever since. Now, um, I'm not going to say, like, we hang out, we go have brunch and nothing like that, but... We have like a newfound respect for each other, if it makes any sense, because we can kind of understand how each other operate, if that makes any sense. And then one thing that I've learned about her, which I was able to learn about her because of after understanding she was Aquarius, if that makes any sense. I know about myself. So I was like, oh, shit, that makes sense. So she doesn't like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, like the ass kissing or, um, you know, like, Hey, you know, like the, the phoniness to it. Cause for example, she's handing out assignments. So your assignment could be hard as fuck if she ain't really care for you. Or it could be like, Hey, easy breezy. Let me know when you're done. Cause you're good for the rest of the day. If she fucked with you <laughs> type of thing, like that's the only way I could put it. So a lot of people would be like, Hey, huh? you know, like doing the kissy, kissy ass, ass thing. And you could tell she ain't like it. You know what I'm saying? So when she met me, who happened to just be a, a new person at the job, and I'm being friendly and I'm cracking jokes. Like I remember one time I had like a um a picture of Colossal on my desk. And she was like, is, is who is that, your husband? And I was like, girl, that's my baby daddy. And then I laughed thinking that, you know, she would get the joke because everyone knew that we don't have kids. And she was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. He is the father of your child. And I was like, well, relax. Cause first of all, we don't have kids that, that was a joke. Okay. That's my fiance. But you know, why do I have to be so straight edge with it? Just making a joke. You know what I'm saying? That's my baby daddy. But I understood where she was going with it. And especially if you don't know me and knowing that I'm a jokester or whatever, you might be like, damn baby daddy. Like, why you want to say something so ghetto at work, which really, honestly, it was not that type of job to be like get her or not. Or, you know, it was just regular work shit. But, you know, I'd seen that she'd like to keep a level of professionalism and she'd like to have her work done in a timely manner. And she didn't like to be, um, she didn't like to feel used. So for example, like when those, um, people would try to get the lighter work out of her or like, you know, oh my God, 
you know, you look so beautiful today, you know, give her different types of compliments. Like, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. Do you want lunch? They would buy lunch for her, breakfast for her because she doled out the work. You know, I don't think you understand. And she hated it, you know? And then she's like, yo, the only reason why you're friending me up is because you think that you can benefit from me or you think that you're going to get over on me, you know? And, um, I think her and I created a mutual respect for each other because I'm the same way. Like, don't, don't come over here and try to insult my intelligence. And the whole time you think you're getting over on me, you know, like, don't come and do that because that's kind of lame. And, um, you know, like people attach themselves to you because they, they think that they're getting over, but they want to come under the guise of like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Oh my God, clean. You do this so well. Can you do this for me? You know, like this, anything, you just, you know, those type of people or whatever. And so I would notice that when people would come now, if like, for example, I would be like, Hey, look, I'm having a rough morning. I don't have coffee. I could do the work that you want me to do. Cause I know you're going to give me some shit that's hard as fuck to do, but can you please load me up? afternoon after 12 because I gotta you know get my mind together I'm having a slow start and she's like I got you versus you know me like when I first first got there I was like um you know hey how you doing changing up the tone code switching a bit and you know and this is a woman of color like myself so she's not like a white lady and I'm not saying I got a code switch cause she's a white lady, but you know, when you're in the office period, you're code switching. So I'm doing all this code switching and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Oh my God. You know, ha- happy Monday. You know, I have quite a bit of headache and you know, and try to come that way. And she, she'd be like, man, I ain't got time for that shit. Nope. It would load me up, you know, bright and early five in the morning with the bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like load me up with the headache work. Like, but you know, instead of just being straightforward, you know, so I noticed that about Aquarian women. I noticed that about us and I love it and I respect it. I noticed a, that we never tend to like each other when we meet each other at first. I noticed that like everyone else, like Virgo women, I um will gravitate to Virgo women. Like, Oh my God, she's adorable, blah, blah, blah. And then after a while I'll be like, mm, not saying I don't like them but we don't really have a lot in common. And I always, that always tends to happen to me with Virgo women. Um, Libra women. I don't even know what to say about Libra women. Libra women are very moody and have a very, they're very temperamental. I am a free spirit and I like to be happy and joke a lot. So if you're sitting there always trying to read someone and always waiting for the other shoe to drop, there you go. We can't hang out. But um, Aquarian women, I just never even, First of all, I never stop anyone and be like, hey, what's your sign? Or oh, we could be friends. Hey, what's your sign? Or oh, we could be friends. I never do that. But just something about them, the, the strongness in them comes off like anger and it comes off mean, aloof. That's something that's always associated with us. But um, in reality, we think a lot. You know, we think really hard. We're analyzing a lot. And we're thinking about, you know, it's just a variety of things like the defense mechanism is always on so you're like hey is this person trying to play me you know is this person being genuine like we're always over analyzing something and i do notice we would make a split decision at the drop of a dime if it don't feel right to us if we feel disrespected 
you will know. If we feel used, we will, f- we will quickly become unused. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting because that was a conversation that I had with um, one of my homegirls a couple of weeks ago talking about Zodiac signs. And it kind of gave me a very deep insight into myself. And I was like, huh? So in reality, the stuff that I would see in like, say, another Aquarian woman without me knowing she was an Aquarian woman are some of the things that people maybe perhaps, you know, is off putting about me, you know, and they always say that we're eccentric and we come off, um, you know, aloof is a big word, but eccentric, disconnected, and, you know, always looking towards the future, which is, of course, I think that's a great thing to look towards the future. Eccentric, who wants to be like everyone else? You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to look like everyone else, be like everyone else, or think like everyone else? So, no, I'll take eccentric all day. And um, aloof, aloof just means that um, it kind of, well, I'm not going to say this is what it means, but the energy around it is they always try to say, like, an Aquarian woman tends to not be focused or tend to not be serious or tend to not be emotionally connected to situations when in fact is the opposite. We're extremely connected. We're extremely focused and we are extremely involved. We're probably overthinking the situation, which causes us to look like we're not thinking about it because we're so wrapped up into our head thinking about it, you know? And, um, any other Aquarian women out there, I want you guys to hit me up and tell me, how do you feel about this? Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever just like, is I, I call it my delayed anger where you might feel played about something and it might be like a day or two later, you, you know, you think, cause that's how we do. We're thinking about it and you think about it and you're like, hold up. And then out the blue, you just wake up out your bed, whatever, and instantly take action. And it may come as a surprise to the person you know, on the receiving end of the, of your wrath, it may come as a shock. It may look like, where did this come from? But the whole time it was bubbling underneath. And then when you really seen that, you know, a person had the audacity to take the step that you cannot believe they took. Now you're going to take your step. And then as soon as you take your step, you look crazy. Tell me if that doesn't have, if that ever happened to you, because it happened to me, you know, but I don't think I'm alone because my grandmother was Aquarius and, um, I think I get a lot of it from her. She would be like that. And she was one hell of a businesswoman. You know what I'm saying? And if I could just be 50% of the businesswoman my grandmother was, I think I'm going to be pretty good in this world. I think I'll be pretty darn good. Because Aquarian women, you know, if you look at the list, one big one, just to name off the top of my head, Oprah Winfrey died. So I need, need I say more, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, so it's just very interesting. I thought about that. Like, why is it like, okay, I'm going to just give you another story about one of my dear friends, even though I haven't spoken to her in a couple of years, but I already know when I see her again, we'll, we'll link up. But, um, when I met her, she worked in, this is like, oh my God, college days, but she worked in a payday loan place. So she was actually the person that you would go and get a payday loan from. Right. And this is exactly how I met the girl. Like she's the payday loan girl. My broke ass got a payday loan, right? So at the time, because I'm not broke now, I rebuked that energy. But I'm just saying back in those days, the struggle days, I had to get a payday loan. So I went into the store and she was nice. It wasn't like she wasn't nice, but you could tell that, you know, just period. Like I'm dealing with the public. 
I don't know you. And I, you know, God knows how many people before me came in and tried to cuss her out behind not paying a payday loan or whatever the case may be or whatever. Right. So by the time I got in there, I'm talking with her and I'm like, Hey, where's the other, you know, cause you know, at this time I was like in there every payday, basically, you know how that shit is like, whatever you do, I don't know if anyone even still gets payday loans, but do not. It's not worth it. It's very fruitless, and you're just putting yourself in a fucking cycle of debt. Don't do that. But, um, yeah, so if anyone's familiar with that shit, you know how it is. You get paid on Friday, you pay it back, but then you're like, damn, now I got to pay my rent. So you take out another one, then you got to pay that back in two weeks. They're like, damn, now I got to pay the light bill. Then you pay that one, get another one, and you're in that cycle over and over again. So after a while, you and the payday loan people become friends. You know them. They know you. You know what I'm saying? So they know all your business. They know your ass broke. They know when you get paid, et cetera, right? So I would see, you know, I would see the regular payday loan person all the time. And then this new girl came in there. So I was like, hey, you know, like, well, what happened to, like, I'm just making up a name. But like, well, what happened to Kelly, you know, that used to be in here? And um, she was like, she ain't here no more. I'm here. And I was like okay, this is going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to pay this shit off and get the hell up out of here because I see this is going to be bad. So from that very first initial meeting, I just was like, I don't like this girl. You know what I'm saying? But then, of course, like I told you the whole story, you're going to end up building a rapport with them because you got to come back next payday and next payday on next payday until you break the cycle. So after a couple of times of going back there unfortunately you know we started talking everything and she's like you know I have to say I really love your hair and I would love to grow locks one day and I just don't know where to start blah 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 and that was basically like a common ground opportunity for us and I was like well you know I have a friend who does locks I personally don't I do my own but I can't do yours but I can point you in the right direction if you see her now she has long beautiful locks she's just like beautiful she was beautiful before the locks still is and um just overall like a good person, but the story, the moral of the story is literally legit for like about three months. Every time I went in there, I was like, here I go with this girl off of just the one initial time when she was like, yeah, well, I work here now. I'm the new girl or whatever. She might've just been frazzled because she just started her day or she just started this position, but I just made my mind up then like, uh, -uh, this ain't it. You ain't cool until we became cool. Then, of course, birthday time rolled around. And I'm like, oh, it's my birthday weekend, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, girl, it's my birthday weekend. And then I was like, you know what? We need to do something. So for like many years after that, like, because we had like a, um, it was like a day or two between our birthday and then like the day after her birthday, we would celebrate. We would get like a cake, like just for us two. It would be like, you know, some champagne or some wine, cut some cake. And, and have like Aquarius celebration, you know? And, um, yeah, like she just blossomed into a wonderful person, you know what I'm saying? But just that's to say, it's like, I always start out not liking them for some reason. And then I had to say to myself the other day, could it be what I don't like in the Aquarian woman is what's in me? <laughs> notice how I try to get dramatic on that and get all low and deep for you guys but um yeah a lot of people are like no that's not the case and whatever the case may be but um if you know an Aquarian woman ask yourself is she bullheaded meaning that she's fo- when she gets focused on whatever she wants to get focused on is like horse blinders you can't pry her away from it is she um intelligent 
Um, is she combative at times, aggressive versus any of the women you might have known or dated or been friended, befriended? You know, I just want to know because this is something that was very insightful to me. Totally not a major, major um, topic or whatever, but I just thought it was very I thought I found it interesting because that was just something that I assessed. And I legit, like after me and my homegirl sat down and talked about it, I legit ran through like all the Aquarian women that I knew. And I was like, huh, I didn't like her either. <laughs> and I'm not going to say all of them was like that, but a vast majority of them were like that. Where we just, it's like they were reserved. I was reserved. It was definitely a wall up. And then once we realized that we had something in common, then it was like, wow, girl, you're cool. I, nah, you're cool. And then we became friends, no, hands down, every time. So, um, but on the same note, I just wanted to say I also seen where, you know, if anyone knows me, or if anyone knows a fellow Aquarian woman out there, Oprah, I don't know. Um, you could tell me, like, how is that? Like, how do they take, you know, being taken advantage of? How do they take um disrespect? How do they take phoniness? Ah, that shit just fucking sends chills up my back. Like, I don't know. But how do how do they take that? Like, a lot of people are like, well, should I in Aquarius? And I don't like disrespect or phoniness and none of that other stuff or whatever the case may be. You know, but as a, you know, I'm just asking you this in particular because I'm just trying to trigger a, a think tank kind of situation here. Because this is something that I observed within myself as an Aquarian woman recently. You know, and I also know... There was an older Aquarian woman who did not like me, hands down, did not like me, never did anything to her, you know, never had any words of disrespect towards her or anything. She just looked at me and didn't like me. And guess what? Her and I shared the same birthday. I thought that was hilarious, you know? And I was like, wow, she just, as soon as she saw me, I made her skin crawl, you know what I'm saying? But then I say, huh, now as an adult looking back, could it be she saw a younger herself in me at the time? You know what I'm saying? Could it be you see parts of you that you don't, you're not aware of and that triggers something within you, you know? Could that be, you know? So I want to say, because I'm not going to hold y'all long, you know, I want to say shout out to all the Aquarian women out there. We're a strong breed. We're a very strong breed and we're hard to fucking pull the wool over our eyes. So <laughs> you got to get it pretty early in the morning. If you're trying to pull the wool over an Aquarian woman's eyes, trust and believe, because if you think you out there late, we nah, nigga, if you coming out there at five to try and get me, I'm already out there at two 30 waiting for you. <laughs> That's how we tend to be. But, um, I want y'all to tell me, you know, very just insightful, very just, you know, hit the blunt think type of situation and I just wanted to share it with y'all I know a lot of Aquarian women I might mess around and tag y'all in this so I could just tell me if y'all if y'all can help me out and tell me if the revelation I had recently is it am I off am I just is this am I a one-offer am I just like this is something you're on your own or is it something that you can relate to have you encountered someone who may have been similar birthdays or similar zodiac signs that you did not get along with them initially to end up finding out you had more in common than not and could that have been the reason why you know like did it trigger something in you i don't know so i'm gonna leave you guys totally random totally to left field but why not 
I'm going to leave you with the song, The Age of the Aquarius. Because even though Mercury is in retrograde, thank God this Mercury retrograde does not affect Aquarians. Yay! So shout out to all the Aquarians and have a good ass, you know, retrograde. Because it said it's going to be bringing us good opportunities, good work ethics, good focus, bringing our energy back, our mojo back. So shout out to us during this retrograde. Everyone else, fasten your seatbelts. But um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to leave you all with that. I'm going to play the age of the Aquarian because uh, this was I had a hippie very, very hippie music teacher in elementary school. And he would play stuff for us like Puff the Magic Dragon, um, Age of the Aquarius. Um, I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Bob Dylan, just all of that stuff. Right. And we were in Catholic school, totally left, totally left story. But you know how I do. We were in Catholic school and he is teaching us the words to Puff the Magic Dragon. So we're thinking that Puff the Magic Dragon is a dragon that magically blows out smoke, I guess. But as an adult, I realized that Puff the Magic Dragon is actually smoking the weed. And I was like, ah, the music teacher was high all the time. I can see it now. Complete, complete weed head. But anyway, random but relevant. So yes, I'm going to leave you guys with the age of the Aquarius. You all have a safe week. Stay blessed. I will be back. I'm going to probably hit y'all with a double dose this week. I just wanted to touch base with y'all because I missed, um, I think I've been about two weeks. I ain't see y'all or talk to y'all or y'all heard me. So I wanted to say, I love you all. I miss you all. And I just wanted to share some, some think tank thoughts with you guys. And those are just share what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks since we've spoke, but, um, y'all be good out there. Stay safe. Okay. Um, I don't know if y'all, you know, masks are optional, so I'm not going to tell you to wear your mask, but I will tell you to love each other. I will tell you to love each other and show each other respect and compassion that you would like to have shown to you. I'm just seeing too many things happen. I'm seeing too many random acts of violence, people punching people out, they're hitting the ground and dying. It's just too much and it's crazy. And it's like, no one wakes up to leave their house and thinking that they're going to be killed in a violent act of violence a random act of violence at that you know so treat everyone with compassion and respect but at the same time also defend yourself if needed don't play with nobody and nobody don't play with nobody instead like i tell you all the time spread love first of all love yourself because you can't love me if you don't love yourself and then second of all spread love is a brooklyn way love your man as you would love yourself you know what i'm saying so i believe y'all with that you also know my motto if you like it tell a friend if you don't like it, tell a friend. It's not going to hurt either way. I want y'all to get back to me. Let me know what y'all think about my Aquarian women observations. And um, till next time, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all um, and love each other. I love you. All right. Because you can't love me if you don't love you. So make sure you love yourself too. All right. Y'all be good till next time. Peace. <laughs>